Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA high school soccer championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, MJ said it before the game. The, the scoreboard is going to be 0-0 the whole game. You know, kind of what I said. You know, like, our guys, uh, people might not like me saying this, our guys, they hear what everyone says about them, and they worry about what people think. I've, I've said it week after week, so it's not like I'm even in wins. And I just kept saying, like, at some point you're going to play in the games the way you play at practice, when there's no fear of what people are going to say or if you make a mistake. And so... Instead of just worrying about winning, they just want to keep taking the field. They're like, we got this. Let's go. Let's play again. Like, RDV, like Sunday night. They just kept saying, like, play like Sunday night. Play like Sunday night. So, um, you know, I got in a couple times. Like, hey, and they're like, we got this. Like, like basically get your ass out of here. And uh, but, like, but that was Jamari tonight. That was awesome. That was that was all those guys tonight. And, um, you know, they can play better, obviously, to give up that one touchdown. But but uh, it's pretty good, you know, Big Ten football to, to hold a team to seven points on the road. And they're in no huddle the whole game trying to you know, get going. So that was pretty, pretty good by us. Wrapping up hour number one here on a Monday on Herd Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula, Avery Howard here with me. To get your week started off right, we're going to talk to our friend Sam McEwen here in just a few minutes from the Omaha World Herald, get his thoughts on the Nebraska win against Illinois. Um, there were a couple things that he, that Coach Rule said in the press conference that I, I kind of wanted to get to um, before we get too deep into things here. And one of them was the, the thing with the procedural penalties that he was talking about. Because I know that was a, a point of frustration, not just for myself, but kind of on just scrolling through Twitter. Yeah. A pretty big issue because that's something that Nebraska has had issues with a lot over multiple coaching staffs. And it, it's a really frustrating deal, right? And so Coach Rule kind of addressed that uh, at the press conference saying, like, hey, we're not an undisciplined group. Like, they're doing things that – you're not supposed to be able to do yeah. that. I was told you can't do yeah. in terms of mimicking the snap count and things like that. And uh, so I'm sitting there. I was like, okay, that makes sense. I appreciate him sticking up for his guys. But then I also kind of start thinking in the back of my head, right? So I don't know if you remember a few years ago, there was a, a game Nebraska was playing against Iowa when Scott Frost was the head coach. And Iowa was doing this thing where they were clapping mm. to kind of simulate the snap count. Mm. And... It was a thing that caused Nebraska some issues, some procedural issues. And then Co- uh, Coach Frost brought it up after the game. And it was kind of met with a little bit of derision and um, kind of mocking him almost a little bit. Be like, oh, you can't even figure it out. Like, oh, the other team's clapping. It's like, yeah, the whole stadium's clapping, bud. Like, you can't figure it out. Um, and that's really not the way it was met when Coach Rule brought up the issue. And so this is kind of a self-check as much as anything. Yeah. And I think I know the answer, but I'm curious to, to see what your thoughts are. 
why did we view those two things so differently? Because they essentially were talking about the same thing. Because you're not, I mean, we saw, uh, I, I believe Gifford. Yeah. Or it was either Gifford or Reimer get a penalty for it earlier this well, year for clapping. Yeah. Because he was trying to get his guys yeah. to do something like, hey, he was mimicking the snap. That's a penalty. Yeah. So I guess why, in your mind, why do we process those two situations so differently? Because it's essentially the same thing. Um, I just think the way that Coach Rules handled the media handled the way he interacts with them yep yeah. uh post game interactions i think the way that he's handled tip, uh difficult subjects has gained respect from a lot of people and i think it just feels like even when things go wrong he has an answer that feels authentic mm-hmm. but also admitting that i haven't looked at it yet I don't sure. know yet. I'm yeah. going to be completely transparent with you yet. I have to go look. That's something that – So, but at the same time has it in a way that doesn't feel like it didn't cross his mind. Like, oh, I didn't see that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. He's not being dismissive. Right. Um, or yeah. I, I didn't catch that. Whereas, like, well, everyone caught that. Like, how, you mm-hmm. know, as the head coach, where he's being like, I recognize it. I need to go look at it. And, you know, it's like a 24-hour rule kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I just think the way he's interacted or he's just um, – created some of those relationships I think has made it harder for media and Twitter I guess you could say to respond the way that they do because I think there's a little bit more of a respect value there I think you're right the thing I kind of landed on was I feel like we believe he's telling us the truth more often than we did with Scott Frost and I think that's probably fair to say because when we hear words from rule we usually see an action that follows yes where I think before it was like, we see some words spoken, nothing really that, we're not really getting much of a message yeah, anyway. nothing changes. It's a little bit kind of ambiguous, and then there's not much to show for it. I think the other thing that, for me, with, with the difference between Frost and Rule, and, and listen, I think that was like year three or four with Scott Frost. Obviously, we're very early in on the Matt Rule tenure, so we have no idea how this is going to go, totally. right? Totally. Um, but for me, I think a lot of it was I really struggled because I didn't feel like Scott Frost would take accountability mm-hmm. for things that he had control over or that his team should have control over, yeah. his other coaches should have control over. And it feels like Coach Rule takes responsibility for everything, whether he's got control of it or not. Mm-hmm. He usually says, hey, that's on me or that's on us as the coaches or whatever doesn't really pass the buck doesn't really i mean really doesn't throw his players under the bus pretty much ever um and so i think that's a big part of it for me is is if he's willing to take responsibility for pretty much everything we hear him talk about and then when he brings up an issue it's like oh this must be a real issue Mm -hmm. whereas with coach frost it felt like oh everything is he's just kind of making excuses for everything. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt, right? Now, yeah. th- maybe that's not even fair. That's kind of why I wanted to talk about it yeah. because uh, as I'm processing this in real time, I was like, hey, that is messed up. Like, mm-hmm. You can't do that. Yeah. And then I, I thought back to this Iowa clapping thing and I was like, am I being a hypocrite here? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just, you know, trying to, you know, because I'll, you know, it's, I'm pretty out there. I wasn't a huge Scott Frost fan, especially the last few years of his tenure there. Yep. And I've been very publicly supportive of rule as mm-hmm. well. So I, I'm, I just wanted, I'm trying to make sure I'm not just 
defending the guy that I liked versus yeah. throwing the guy I didn't like under right. the bus. I also think this is like just natural and human nature. But when you know more about a human and there's more of a human connection or there's more of a respect level, mm-hmm. it's much harder to be as critical. Or, yeah. And you give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, hate's not the right word. But, you know, be quick to like have some hate. hate yeah. You know? So, you know, when you humanize something, yeah. it feels very different. I feel like we've had more of an access to Coach Rule and just more insight on his philosophy. And I think he's also willing to share it with most of us because he knows what it's been like being a fan mm-hmm. of this team and having, like, a lack of transparency. Or And not that it's – quite frankly, none of it's really our business. No. At the end of the day, it really isn't. Like, yes, we're a fan of the team, and yes, we work in it, but – and I guess I'm referring more to the fan aspect. But like mm-hmm. we, we don't really have to know really what goes on behind closed doors. Like no. their practices are their practices and their team meetings are their team meetings. And like what he says to his players belongs, you know, sometimes between a player and a coach. But I think just because the way that he's created those relationships, like I said, and I think people have gotten to know him and understand like what the mission, what the goal is. I think that was a little bit blurry in the mm-hmm. last staff that it was like, well, what are we working towards? Like what is the goal right now? Mm-hmm. And when I think there's a lack of accessibility and also you just don't really know someone yeah it's much easier to be like well i don't like you yeah i don't like what you have to say about it's, that it's the unknown right the yeah. unfamiliar that we kind of yeah. bristle up against yeah. right and it feels like we have a better relationship for lack mm-hmm. of a better word with matt rule after less than a year i mean we're what he's 10 months into the job right mm-hmm. now uh, i guess he's almost a full year into the job right now at this yeah. point Get, got hired late november yeah whoa that's crazy right yeah. like that's hard to think about it's like hey he's been on the job like six months nope almost no, been a full no, year no. now yeah um but it, it feels like we have a better relationship with coach rule after just about a year than we ever did with scott frost we just never got a lot from him on a like human level like you were talking about i also think um We've we've just, we've discussed it a, a lot about just how much Coach Rule has experience in these mm-hmm. kind of programs. I mean, we talked about it more. It feels like obviously back in November, December, yeah, on the and front end, the beginning yeah. of the season a little bit with some losses. But how much do you think that also subconsciously plays into it? Like, yes, Scott Frost did help a UCF team, mm-hmm. and he had helped an Oregon team. Never really, I mean, at UCF, yes, but he wasn't the head of the ship in some of those other programs he started at, where like we know in the back of our head that coach rule has come in and done these things yeah. at multiple programs as the leader mm-hmm. and like has, I would say there's a respect from him. I mean, we've talked to someone last week and he was like, you guys are in great hands. Like, yeah, there's been a lot of people that have said that, like you, you're, you're, you know, it's good. You're was, good. I think Barry Trammell last week so. with yep. Oklahoma when, when they were looking for a head coach, yeah. she said, Hey, Brent Venables was my number two. Matt rule, rule was, was my, my number, number one. one. Yeah. And so right. to hear that from other people, and for a program like, like Oklahoma, like they've been in college football playoffs yeah. very recently. So I think subconsciously, whether we realize we're, we have that in the, like that bias in the back of our head or not, we've also heard other people mm-hmm. have high regard for him, but also we have proof to know that he has some process that he stands by. Yeah. That when we hear it, it's like, okay, we're going to trust it. We're going to trust it. Where I think with Scott Frost, it was like, what grounds do we have to trust at the moment? Right. After the initial, after they start to struggle with Frost, right? Yeah. You look back and you're like, uh, that resume is maybe a little lighter than I realized. Yeah. You know, like, oh, he's only been a head coach for two years. Yeah, the at a quick group turnaround at UCF was only so exciting for so long, Yeah, right? it's like two yeah. years at a group of five schools as a head coach is all of his head coaching experience, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I guess I didn't realize he didn't call plays the whole time at Oregon as the offensive coordinator. He was yeah. kind of co, and Mark Helfrich was calling plays. And you, you start to look at it really fast. And, and I think that kind of speaks to – I don't know if it was everybody or just me or just kind of the people that I talked to – there was always like a little bit of anxiety with Scott Frost because you're like, I think he can do it. Mm-hmm. I think he's the right guy to yeah. do it. But 
there was always a little bit. It's like he hasn't actually done it. Yeah. Right. Especially not at this level. And with with Coach Rule, there's no question about that. Right. He did a group of five. He did a power five. And now he's here. Like there is a track record of, yes, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I was just curious because I, yeah. I really, you know, I, I found myself kind of kind of a little bit grossed out by myself almost like, a little oh, bit. No. You're like, oh, am I doing that thing? Shoot, that I, was I the Twitter troll? It's was like, I, am I, was I the problem? Am I, is it me? Is it me? Am I the drama? Am I the drama? Oh, no. <laughs> um, wrapping up our number. It's okay. You know what? The first step they say is being is, aware. Right? Yeah. So it's admitting that yeah. you've got a problem, yeah. right? So I'm glad we could have one this step forward. little therapy session here yeah. to wrap up our number one. Coming up next, we'll have Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald on Herd at Sports Radio.